welcome to a brand new episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sergio uh, Lugo. I never say my last name. I'm Sergio Lugo, y'all. Um, with me is your other host. His name is Jeff Hubbard. How is it going, Jeff? It's going pretty well, Sergio. How's it going for you? Yeah, it's been better, but, you know, yeah. what's it keep on keeping on? Pretty much. Is that, is that how it goes? That Was that what Joe Dirt said? Yeah, that'll work. Something like keep that. Keep on keeping on, man. What are we here to talk about? Ace Duck? Yeah, no, Jeff. <laughs> we're, here, <laughs> we're here to talk about Ninja Turtles. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This time we're not we're not touching Ace Ace Duck this time. Still still no. Still no. Uh, one day. We, we do have some p- quite peculiar uh comics to talk about though. We'll get to those when we get to those. Uh but as always, we have our opening segments. Uh, uh what is our first opening segment, Jeff? It's time to see what's in Sergio's box. That is correct. Uh, what's, what's in Sergio's box this week? I don't have much and I didn't technically order them. So they weren't in my mailbox, but I still acquired them. So they count the loyal subjects, best action figures, uh, the, the ones that, that are actually in color, not the, the Walmart exclusive ones. Uh, I picked up three of the four Ninja Turtles, uh, Leonardo, Donatello, and Michelangelo. Uh, from my local Walmart. They didn't have my favorite turtle. Bugs me. But the reason they didn't have my favorite turtle is because he's the best turtle and everyone wants him. Uh, you know, I guess, though, that's 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 that's, that's fact. Sub- that's just a fact. It's subjective, subjective. But it's like know. this is just further evidence that I'm right. Your favorite may vary. <laughs> Well, yeah, I got three of the four turtles, and they look they look pretty cool. Like they're they're a fun little little you know set of turtles. They're they're about as you know when it comes to quality, they're about as the, the level of quality as the ones that were in the four pack. Mm-hmm. Except these are green, uh, and and their face is kind of you know it has has a their face has a glow to it, like a an excitement to it. That the black and white ones don't really have, and that's probably because they don't have pupils. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, those things are like seventeen fifty a piece, or seventeen eighty eight, or something like that. So Oof. they're not crazy priced. Uh, Neca Neca single figures are like twenty five thirty bucks a piece. Yeah. So I've done you know nice entry level work. But plastic ain't cheap. It is though. It is? It's pretty cheap. The plastic is cheap? Yeah. I mean, $7, $8 figure, that's, you know. Like, like that's why everything's made of plastic. If it was well, cheap, make it out of wood, they would make it out of wood. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it for what I got, Jeff. This is a real, real light week for me. I got something. What did you get? Well, first, okay, so uh, one of our favorite listeners, Russ, uh, from the Tomes of Evil podcast, uh, sent us an uh, inbox message uh, letting us know that his local Walmart got the Raphael and Michelangelo 90s movie uh, two-pack. 
And then you were like, well, watch, you know, uh, them be everywhere. <laughs> and so I immediately panicked and said, Russ, how quick can you get it? He was like, I'll go in the morning. I was like, okay, cool. Then you go. He, he, uh, well, wait, before I get to that, he acquires it. I'm like, okay, I'm saved. Then you go to our local Walmart and not saying you're always right because that would be inaccurate. I am right. I, I'm always case, right. In this case, you were correct <laughs> that there were two of them there. And then the next morning, I got up early, went to go grab one, and then I messaged Russ, and this is where I have beef with you. I was like, okay, I got – I was like, Sergio was right. I got one, but I'm still going to get one from you because I want it extra. He's like, I already took it back. I'm like, what? <laughs> I called to Sergio. I'm like, no! <laughs> it's but like I, those, those things are pretty cheap now. Like you could get it on eBay for – Almost retail price plus shipping. Yeah, but I, I still don't do that. They are popping up in a lot of places, though, which is good. So now I have all four turtles, Splinter and Shredder, Super Shredder, Unmasked good. Casey. Good. Which I need to get that other one from Russ. Or if he still has his receipt. <laughs> <laughs> The re- and, I, and I hate to be that one, and it, I don't want it to sound like that I'm not grateful because I, I, I truly am. But we're, where we're located, stuff like that doesn't happen. Like, we don't get usually get this lucky here. No, we do. You just have to go to the store every other day. Well, I mean, you know. During a pandemic. Yeah, which I'm not really doing. So, but yeah. So congratulations on your... Your uh, your retrieval of Raphael and Michelangelo. I know you've been waiting a while for those. Yes. I'd all but given up. But when the Secret of the Used Ones drops, yeah, buddy. That's that's an automatic. Yep. It depends on – like it really depends on the format that they drop them because who knows? They may drop them as like a, a four-pack that's a some sort of exclusive somewhere else. Uh, don't don't throw that out there. Don't don't do that. I'm just 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 saying, like, don't don't just assume that Walmart's gonna have them on the shelves. <laughs> I'm hoping for a NECA store instead, because I'm tired of this running around crap. Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, well, that does it for what's in our box, Jeff. Um, what's our next segment? And now it's time for the news. <laughs> Woo. You called it last week, fella. I did. You were like, there's going to be a week where just news just piles on top of itself. And and boy, did it. Yeah. Yeah. And and like some of it's pretty straightforward, like action figure news. Some of it is just weird. It is. So so I, I'm going to throw it over to you. What do you want to talk about first? First, I think I'd like to tackle um, some licensing news. Okay. Um, this is from a site called a Licensing Source Report, and um, kind of like you know the industry, you know information that pops up, and 
apparently they talked about new TMNT content coming to viewer screens video on demand in 2023 as well as a new Paramount movie of course we already knew about the movie we don't know if they're talking about the animated one or the live action it's probably either or um but this could could this allude to something more than just movies could this be new a new series it was very non-specific yeah yeah like after reading this <laughs> this this article that was yeah that was on licensingsource.net which I'd never heard before but you know we're not supposed to know about you know industry insider websites um we either got a giant dump of really cool information in that one sentence or this person has no clue what they're talking about that's entirely possible a new paramount movie let's assume that's the live action one so there's that mm-hmm. VOD in 2023 means that's next year. That's not this year. That's next year. Is that the rise movie? Has the rise movie fallen to 2023 now? I hope not. Cause that, that should almost be done. It should be done. You know, like what does that mean? Does that, is that the animated movie? Is it going to go to a video, you know, a video platform? Like, is it going to be a paramount plus, exclusive are they shopping it to like netflix or somewhere mm-hmm. uh is this something different and it's specifically he, he said ninja turtles content coming to viewer screens in 2023 he does not say movie right so this could be a new tv show that has not been announced yet it could yeah like when you said it was vague like that might be giving it more credit than what it actually is. Like this is so much information that it's not information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's exciting. Cause obviously, uh, you know, Viacom wants to leverage the Ninja Turtles. They, they've made their money back probably in spades when it comes to, you know, buying that, that, uh, that property. Oh yeah. Merch alone. And yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Legacy merch would, you know, get that money back for them. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm just glad that they see it as as. As a property that they can still leverage with content. Yeah. Not only because I really like Ninja Turtles, but it'll give us stuff, stuff to talk about for the rest of time, Jeff. Pretty much. Uh, so, yeah, that's such 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 a weird, such a weird little article. Um, if, if anything, obviously, if anything else trickles out, we'll, we'll cover it. Yeah. Uh, what's up next? Uh, next we have a rumor, although it's, you know, it probably, as you said, going to happen. Um, uh, the turtles are coming to Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. And the first, when I first saw this rumor hit the internet, I was like, my first thought was, what? That hasn't happened yet? Yeah. Because, as, you know, as we just said, Viacom loves throwing the Ninja Turtles at absolutely everything they possibly can to squeeze money out of them. Mm-hmm. And 
Fortnite really, really, really likes licensing characters. They do. They they, they have everything from Spider-Man to Marcus Phoenix to John Wick. Like Batman. Batman, like it's it, it's it's truly the metaverse. If 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 you really want to be a, a douche about it, like that's Fortnite is the metaverse, sadly. Yeah. I mean we and, get to see turtles with guns. Yeah, yeah. And like that that I guess that's exciting. Sure. Yeah, and and I wonder if yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be playable characters. They've got to be, right? Oh, it's yeah. It's not just like, hey, your 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 gunman can wear a turtle shell. Yeah, no, like you know, Spider-Man's fully playable. Um, you know, Wolverine was in there. You know, it's it's full. You know, full character. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? It's fine for the kids. I'm not a Fortnite guy. Fine for the kids. Define kids. Are we talking like thirty and under? <laughs> I I would say all the children are playing the Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's probably a lot of adults too. Yes. Um, but you know, if that's your thing, cool. I'm not knocking it. It's just not my cup of tea. I I don't like not really a PvP kind of guy. I like more co-op. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Again, it's so, so surprising that this has not happened yet. I'm bound yeah. to get around to it, right? Yeah. Well, since we're since we're talking about throwing Ninja Turtles into stuff that it may not belong in. Oh, yeah. I think I know where you're going. Madden. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they announced that they're going to have some uh, turtles content for Madden 22 and their Ninja Turtles jerseys. And like they're, they got pepperoni pizza gloves. Uh, it, it, it looks terrible. Like <laughs> they could, they could have made an attempt to at least make it look like, the Ninja Turtle now, the the face the face is actually on the visor, which is kind of cool. But they kind of missed out not trying to make it look completely like, you know, a turtle. You're absolutely right. Like, the the backs of their jerseys need to be shells. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the belts need to be the color of the turtle. You know, the turtle... The, these... These care these football players literally have knee pads and and elbow pads like yeah they should be the color of the turtle they're representing. I don't know who what slop jockey decided. Oh, let me just throw something together. You know. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's and it's so lazy. Like you license the ninja turtles and then use none of like almost none of their iconography. Yeah, I mean you got you slap the logo the, and it's it's the 80s style. So you slap the 80s logo on the side of the helmet. Mm-hmm. The helmet looks like kind of a shell and then the whole jersey looks kind of like a shell. And I was like this is confusing for people. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's EA just emailed Nickelodeon and said, "Hey, send us over some PNGs of uh 
Ninja Turtle stuff, and we'll see if we can shoehorn it in onto these uniforms. Yeah. And and that's what they did, and I think they're charging for it. Probably. So there there you go there you go. Uh, in in related NFL news, uh, this 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 weekend the playoffs started. Mm-hmm. And did you know that they're playing football games on Nickelodeon? No. Yeah. So during the playoffs the past two years, they've had like special Nickelodeon broadcasts of certain NFL games. So this past weekend, you could watch the Cowboys play the 49ers on Nickelodeon. And the broadcast was like kid friendly. There was like slime and all of the graphics were bright colored and they they really put some work into it. Right. Mm -hmm. They even had, uh, they even had commentators that were more, uh, down to earth, like not super nerdy, uh, football people, but people who would explain, Hey, this is what's happening right now. A first down is this, you know, for the kids, right? For the kids. For the kids. I, I mentioned that because, you know, it's on Nickelodeon and they're trying to populate the screen with as much iconic Nickelodeon stuff as you can. Like in, in between the uprights uh, for like a field goal, they would they would put SpongeBob's face like digitally, just, just, just digitally add him to the screen. Uh, every once in a while, if you looked close while they were showing the field, uh, you would see a manhole cover open up. And Michelangelo would pop his head out, look around. And then pop back into the manhole. I mean, so. that's kind of cool. Oh yeah, I mean, like I don't fault them for doing that. Like the the whole broadcast is adorable. Uh, whenever a, a team scores a touchdown, the, the, the like they add this digital thing over the field where the whole end zone gets slimed. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Look it up on YouTube. It's it's an it's a neat little stupid thing. But it is kind of turtles adjacent because they they were on screen for a little while. So, gotcha. Um, let's let's chip away at this mountain of news. What's next? Uh, we got some figure news. Okay. Um, uh, from NECA on uh, Ernie Ray's Jr. Instagram. Uh, there's a uh, kind of a sneak peek at kind of a um prototype Kino from Secret of the Ooze figure coming. We knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah, it was kind but, of the worst kept secret. Yeah, because, well, when you announce Secret of the Ooze figures, I mean, they're going to farm it completely. Yeah, yeah, and, and Ernie Reyes Jr. doesn't seem like the, the guy who, who who says, nuh-uh, don't use my likeness. Right, because I don't – did he get an action figure in in the original? I don't think so. I don't think he did. I don't think there was ever a Kino figure. Mm-hmm. We could probably Google that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Not anything official. No. So that is cool. That's cool. Like, uh, I, I do like the, the movie line that they have, and mm-hmm. they're doing a really good job of, of, of getting every character you would absolutely want. <laughs> Except for Tatsu. Except for Tatsu, but not not without trying. I I hope they keep trying because man, like reach out to his kids or something. Oh man, that's how you get them. Uh huh. Be here, like dad. Here, dad, if sign he, this. If he has kids, be like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you, well, you just got to get a, send a ninja into his house with, Pretty like, just, just a sheet of paper. Like, show up with a notary. Say, uh, your groceries are here, Mr. Tatsu. I mean, whatever your actor name is. Yeah. Sign here for your for your grocery delivery. And then he signs it, and then you're like, bye! And you just run. I could literally see that happening, but he'd also, like, you know, wipe the floor with him because he's an accomplished martial artist. <laughs> That's why you run, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> or I can't run or for throwing stars. Bring some, like, I don't know, grapefruit or something. So he actually thinks he has groceries. Yeah. The art of distraction. There you go. Yeah. And then when the checks start piling up on his porch, you're like, oh, what is this? Cha-ching. Yep. Um, what's next? Um, from Diamond Select, we have a Last Ronin PVC statue coming. Yeah, I didn't look too closely at this, because I'm not really a statue guy. But it does look cool. I mean, for 50 bucks, that's not bad. Yeah. Like, Normally those bad boys are like hundy, hundy, a hundy plus. Yeah. Which it let's say it's ten inches tall, so it's so it's the size of an action figure. Yeah. That reminds me, I saw some you keep talking about news, I might have another topic. Okay. Um Yeah, yeah. I I'm probably not gonna get it. You know, uh, like but I do like the last Ronin. Mm-hmm. There's that. Uh what else you got? Um, ah, uh, the rarest Ninja Turtles book, uh, graded is going up to auction. So, uh, volume one, number one, Turtle Mania special number one <laughs> at a 9.6. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I don't, I don't even know what that book is. Like that's how rare that book is. I don't I don't know what's in it. I think it's it's I think it's like a like a um like a story, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know anything about the Turtle Mania book? I'll, I mean, there's all no except for you <laughs> know the description uh, that's that's here. Um, uh, says by 1986 as actual turtle mania uh courtesy of the kids cartoon had taken off robert wilson owner of metropolis comics published a one-off special with original material uh donated by peter laird and kevin eastman including previews of unseen artwork including bob uh burden's uh centerfold poster with the turtles fleming carrot and cerebus the gold variant only sold 10 copies each with an original sketch and autograph on the back um and from the pictures on this one it looks like Raphael. uh and you've got peter laird kevin eastman and uh, bob burden all uh did the uh did, you know, did their drawings and autographs on the back 10 copies Yep. Of, of the gold variant. I know there's like a white variant. Yeah, this one. And this one is apparently uh, the 10 out of 10. Wow. 
Well, now is the t- if you're going to sell it, now is the time to do it. Yeah. Because that, that whole market is really, really ready to just crash. Yeah. The um, uh, It says here, at the end of May 2019, Turtle Mania Gold number 7 of 10, graded at 9.0 by CGC, sold for 58000 Oh. And Whoa. I believe this one. Um, let's see. I don't know if it's been updated. I'm trying to get it to pull up. Let's see. Oh, apparently it already sold on January 13th. Okay. Okay. For how and much? It says, well, I, I, I don't. See, okay, so it says make an offer to owner, one hundred and thirty-two thousand or more. So I, without having a account with Heritage Auctions, I can't see that information. Hmm. So how much? A hundred and what? It says one hundred and thirty-two thousand. Make an offer for that much or more. Ooh. This is the items. Uh, this item's owner is actively responding. Um, so who you know? That's who that. knows? That's, that's that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find a like some prototypes that I stumbled upon on the internet, and I can't find the post anywhere Mm -hmm. that's so weird okay jeff since we're talking about statues right oh yeah i saw this image yeah 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 so (laughs) the pcs which is i guess stands for premium collectible studios or studio i did not know that uh they had some really dope uh ninja turtle statues that are currently on sale apparently and they were sold at GameStop and I think at other retailers. About two weeks ago, they released some prototype images of uh, a new TMNT four pack that's in development. Mm-hmm. Are you are you looking at this? I am. They they look really good. All their other stuff looks great too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's but. What really stood out when when this hit my newsfeed, I I apologize, I do not remember who sent it to me, but uh, is Michelangelo? Oh, I can tell you exactly who uh, told us. It was our man Russ who uh, Wait, was tagged. Was Russ that sent that? Yeah, tagged us on uh, on Facebook, tagged Shellheads uh, Facebook that's page, and then you were like, that that Mikey's freaking wild. How did that even come packaged? Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Russ. Um, it's like he's 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 had a week, Russ. You got to excuse him. <laughs> uh, this thing is cool. Uh, and, and again, just Michelangelo with, with his uh skateboard, just flying over all the other three is, is it's just cool. It's real cool. The thing that I yes, I agree. The thing that I love about these is they're they're basically in the design of the season one turtles because they have that Japanese kind of like character design, uh, you know, uh, look to them. Yeah, yeah, and and like these are just like gray prototypes, so that the, there's no paint on them yet. Uh, yeah, and I imagine that will do a lot to these. Because 
it's it it's hard for me to say oh that that looks like the first season it just it just looks like turtles to me you know yeah but i dig it i'm not gonna get it i'm not a, again i'm not a statue guy but it was it was just cool enough to to, to point out on the on the podcast yeah i mean i'm probably gonna grab i don't see Raphael on the uh the the first run but i'm probably gonna grab michelangelo's statue because he looks pretty boss so what you're saying is the Raphael sold out because he's the most popular i don't know uh come on further 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 proving (laughs) check the big bad toy store (laughs) i don't know if those were sold there let's move on we have some we have more news to talk about we do uh, do we? I think we do. Yeah. So, okay. So this we got some non-news, misleading stuff coming out of uh, the Ninja Turtles Twitter Twitter page. Mm-hmm. So a few days ago, they posted this thing saying, "Hey, watch Ninja Turtles on Pluto TV," which we have actually reported on before. Like I brought this up. You can watch Ninja Turtles, uh, which includes the 2K3 series and the first Nickelodeon series. Both of those are on Pluto TV. Mm-hmm. What they when they when they posted that, they included an image of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. But I can't find evidence that you can watch Rise on Pluto TV. Hmm. Now it's kind of tough to, to verify that because it you, you you can only see like three hours worth of programming at a time. Right. But all of Rise isn't even on Paramount Plus yet. Just the first season. Just the first season. So it's very unlikely to me that they're they're putting it on their free platform. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't think I am. I think someone just was like, hey, this is a picture with turtles that has a pizza on it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it also doesn't help that th- they don't really clarify that Pluto TV is not a traditional st- a streaming platform. Mm-hmm. It is it's like free cable. It's it's a bunch of uh, Viacom owned properties that just play 24 hours a day. There is a Turtles channel called Totally Turtles, and it just plays Turtles all the time. You can tune into it, but you can't choose what episode to watch. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, you know. It's, it, they're not they're not trying to hide that from you. It's 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 just really weird that it just seemed like a very uh, misguided Twitter post. But you, you know, if you're the if you're the person running the Ninja Turtles Twitter page, I'm sure you you're scraping the bottom for content here and there. So yeah. Uh, and the last piece of non news is uh, we finally got an, an official announcement and video showcasing the. Team and T, is it Leo as the Hunchback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Universal Monsters crossover. Um, it it looks as we thought it was going to look. He has the 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 storage shell. Uh, and and the video they released is uh, is of course a cool stop motion thing. Um, I don't know if there's much more to say about it uh, other than it's as cool as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's a nice little like retro style commercial uh i think that's is that it um yeah that's it awesome that's it 
Uh, okay. Well, before we move on to our main topic, let's take a quick break. Okay, Jeff, we're back. Are you ready to tackle our main topic? I am ready. Uh, what is that main topic today? We're diving back into uh, the Mirage run uh, of the original comics. Mm-hmm. Starting with issue 29. That is correct. Uh, and and to, put, to give a little backstory to these comics, so uh, once, back in the late 80s, early 90s, when Turtles business was a booming, uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird just simply didn't have time to produce a comic book. They, they didn't have time to write and draw and, you know, create a, a narrative. So they farmed it out to other independent creators on like a like an issue to issue basis. So like one person would come in and write a story and then someone else would come in and write a story and someone else would come in and write a story. And since these were all indie creators for the most part, uh, the stories are weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we did an episode like this, uh, I believe last year or late 2020. Uh, and the, some of the stories we covered in that are really bizarre. And we have about, I believe we have one more episode of this after this one, because a large chunk of what is considered Mirage volume one falls into this category it's not necessarily canon there may not be stuff preventing it from being canon like there's not any contradict contradictory information in it but since it's not written and you know written and or drawn by uh the big two it's just kind of fallen by the wayside yeah most of these have been reprinted by um idw in their their uh color classics line i think is what they called it or just classics line. The colors in some of them aren't good. The colors in others make them way more readable. Mm -hmm. uh, what me and Jeff read were the black and white ones, except for uh, number 33, which is actually in color. Yes. Um, before we get started, there there are some, as I said, bizarre issues in here. We're going to do about, what, eight of these. Uh, what are your just first thoughts uh, like <laughs> it there's a lack of uh what's throwing me off is the the lack of cohesion uh-huh you know there's no i mean i get that during the time you know that these were done that eastman and laird were all over the place, handling their business, doing everything. So they couldn't, you know, uh, this was kind of like what a break in between, uh, their main run, uh, kind of while they handled everything else until they were able to get back to doing what they were, you know, uh, doing with the run kind of like their, let's, let's take a break here. You guys take over for a minute and then we'll do, you know, <laughs> do do other stuff basically yeah the thing is is you say you say that you that you say hey just take over this for a minute but a minute turned into uh, let's say from issues 22 through like 48 okay maybe two minutes 
Yeah, yeah, it was. It's quite a quite a big gap there. Where yeah. I, I I almost feel like you know as as a businessman who's running the Ninja Turtle business, you know, somewhere in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, the turtles are a comic book. We've got to have a comic book on comic shelves, right? Yeah. You know, they, they, we've got to have a comic book in stores. So they're they're doing as little work as possible on it because they have other bigger fish to fry, but they definitely still want it to exist. So, so, so that's kind of where these issues came from. And not only are they bizarre and are they very much written by independent creators, but some of them are just not good. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say it. I really do because I want to support indie writers and, you know, but it's just, they just aren't. And I don't I think mean, it's a quality control thing. I just think that they trusted people with the turtles, and some of them they may shouldn't have trusted. Yeah, I mean, and and to to put it into perspective, we're not hating on this stuff. It's just, uh, it's weird. I just, you know, <laughs> that's just the best way I can I can put it. Yeah, yeah. Well, without further ado, let's jump right in. Um, I don't know how long we're going to spend on each of these because some of them, the stories are almost incoherent. But let's start with issue number 29. Okay, and that would be Men of Shadow. That is correct. Men, Men of Shadow is, is is kind of all over the place. Like, Donatello builds a, a, a turtle mech. Uh, there's a shadowy dude who's reading the Necronomicon. Uh, there's these kids who just bought a copy of the Dark Knight Returns that it gets torn up by a bully. Oh, that hurt. Right. And it just, just, just punched you right in the heart. Uh, and then Casey and April are kidnapped at the University of Massachusetts in some old house uh, by what turns out to be a group of uh, vampires and the turtles have to show up and save them, which of course they do. And there's an explosion, and the explosion blows one of the, the like, who does it blow over to the to the to the kids? That, Was it the guy yeah. reading the Necronomicon? Was that the same yeah. guy? Yeah. And then the kids help him to his his regeneration chamber, and then there's a big wall of text that doesn't clear much up. <laughs> it's so all over the place, man. Yeah. Th- then all of the, the, the plot lines converge and the kids are there. The mech is there. The turtles are there. The vampires are there. There's a big showdown with a big mouth looking thing. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, when I, when I started reading this, just, just the day before yesterday, it was, I had to stop reading it like two or three times because there's so much in it. There's so much that is not very interesting, doesn't make perfect sense, and it's barely even a Ninja Turtles story. Yeah. And it's this one is is written by A.C. Farley, who is a, a frequent contributor or a frequent like. Collaborate, collaborator with uh, Kevin Eastman. Mm-hmm. And what what I found really, really weird is instead of having like 
a page at the end of the book where you're like, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I pulled my inspirations from blah, 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 you know, kind of summing up what you just read. There's a there's like a front piece that's like. I pulled inspiration from these from all of these places. I hope you enjoy the things that I stuck in this book, which having that in the front of the book seems really weird to me. It is kind of unusual. Yeah. Art's good. Yeah, yeah, like the art's pretty neat. Um but, but this one was just hard to read and hard to get behind and it just wasn't very entertaining. The the only the only part of the story I really really wanted more of was the the two kids. Yeah. You know, cuz at, at the beginning of the book they had the the their their copy of the Dark Knight Returns torn in half and mm-hmm. we don't like they don't super address that at the end of the book, do they? No. No, they don't. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think of this thing? It it's so like you said, it's it's so all over the place. Like there's no co- cohesion. None of it makes any sense. Yeah. Like why is Donatello working on a giant turtle mech? And 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 which is I guess I'm clearly I guess Northampton. That yeah that would that's the only thing that would make sense yeah. You know um I I, I don't know I mean the art alone is is fantastic when you see the turtle mech I'm like oh this is nice I was like this would be good I was like what is happening what why are there day pyres what's going on. <laughs> Why does the head guy look like Ming the Merciless from freaking Flash Gordon? You know, it just I just have all these questions. Yeah, Flash Gordon was not listed amongst the influences on this book, so. Or it could be the Mandarin. He looks kind of like the Mandarin from the that Iron was Man comics. Also, not mentioned. I know, but still. Let's just move to book thirty because I don't want to talk about this one anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did enjoy the art. The art is fantastic. Uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the secret is just to stop talking about it and move to something we like more. Um, number thirty. Uh, this one is called Sky Highway. Oh Lord. With a uh, writ by Rich Rick Veitch. 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 I think is how you pronounce it. And this one is a treat compared to that last one. Uh, So not much story really happens in this one, but there's a lot of really cool action beats, right? Uh, Casey and the Turtles are, um, they're kind of on a nature trip in what I think is, again, Northampton or somewhere in New England. And uh, they see out of the corner of their eyes, someone trying to steal Casey's car. And it turns out that it's these mute, what do they call them? Mutato heads. Which seems like a failed attempt at a toy line. Uh, <laughs> it really does. Uh, the, these guys who have basically gone crazy and they're obsessed with cars and they drive on like an interdimensional sky highway. The highway is never ending and it kind of overlaps itself 
almost like a like a three dimensional racetrack. Mm-hmm. And cars go faster, they accelerate faster. The, the the physics don't work the same in this dimension, and they steal Casey's car because the dimension happened to be present in that area at that time and drive Casey's car into that dimension. Casey and the turtles grab another car and chase and chase them. Uh, and Casey is very, very mad. Has it right to be? Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of the issue is them dealing with this, this ongoing car chase in this alternate dimension where humans are slowly mutating into these crazed drivers uh, on this sky highway. Uh, they're separated from what is it? Raphael. He's separated for a while. He gets in the car with this big lipped uh, woman. And when I say big lipped, I don't mean, I mean like comic booky, like eight inch wide lips. It was, it was Joan Rivers. It was Joan. Yeah, it was Joan Rivers is what it was. Yeah. Like if all of her lip surgeries had come undone, that's exactly what you would. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, it ain't pretty folks. <laughs> uh, and the turtles realize, that, oh no, Casey is is going crazy as well because he is a human in this dimension. The turtles are not. So uh, by the end, they do uh, end up catching the four guys who stole Casey's car, and the whole thing is narrated by those four guys, mm-hmm. which is a real nice touch. Yeah. Um, the turtles and Casey escape the dimension with Casey's car. Uh, and they free the four guys from the dimension. Uh, so woohoo, you know, but all of these other people who are driving on this sky highway are presumed to be just trapped forever until they find a way off of the highway, becoming more and more uh, a mutato head. The issue closes with the four guys now sobered up and figuring out what to do with their lives. They all Unanimous, unanimously say I miss the highway let's go let's go catch it before the dimension moves and they just go back to what they were doing uh, and they become these mutato dudes and the story is over I love this weird story I enjoyed it more than the, 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 the previous one um, the art is just all over the place I see to me the art is kind of a high point. Yeah. I mean, the turtles uh, look cool. I like I like how the turtles look. I like how Casey looks. When you see the mutato heads, I mean, they, oh, that's that's some, some genius just line work right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, again, I kind of love this whole issue because it, it tells a succinct story that's easy to follow, with characters that don't matter but are interesting enough to to keep your attention for what 38 pages or however long it is um there are stakes like they have to get home and casey needs to be unmutatoed uh and they have to you know find Raphael. and the the logic of the dimension makes sense it's it's just a fun it's a really really fun book in my eyes um I can see how people would be turned off because it's so odd. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, 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 if you like car chases, I mean, it can't get any crazier than this. 
That is true. Uh, like, I, go ahead. Like I had never, you know, a lot of these I'd never read. Um, and like when Casey was like just not shutting up about his 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 car, I was like, I didn't put two and two together. And they pulled his mask off. I was like, oh god, look at freaking Large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure movie. I was like, <laughs> I was not expecting that. So there's this. I I don't even know how to describe it. There are these old drawings from like the 80s or 70s or whatever of like these crazed drivers. And I feel like this whole issue is kind of a tribute to that. I just don't know the name. I Like I can't reference what it's what this issue is referencing. Is it like a big like greenish looking rat on a hot rod? Maybe. I can't think of. I can't think of it. Yeah. It's not Ratfink. I don't think so. Because I think I know what Ratfink is. No, no, it's not Rat... Well, it might be Ratfink. Or at least that style of whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But I I really like this issue. Um, I'm not to say that I want, like, any more of them. (laughs) I, I think a, yeah. th- this is a really good one and done. Um, you got anything else to say? Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, that's about it. I mean, it's 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 definitely you know. Again, we we're, we're treated to some more you know great art. Um, the story was more you know cohesive instead of being you know kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, I really like how the turtles look in this one. Um, they're just, you know, it just goes to show it's like, you know, you can't just sit there and enjoy your lunch. You know, if you're a turtle, something's always going to come up. Always. It's going to disrupt that. Always. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well, that was what issue 30. Yeah. Okay, so here's where we would typically go to number 31. Uh, We're going to skip that for now because it is the first of a three-parter, and we'll just cover that when we get to parts two and three of the three-parter. Let's talk about number 32. 32. Uh, I don't really know the name of this one. Uh, The Turtlepedia has it listed as Egyptian Adventure. That sounds about right. Which is kind of on the nose, but, you know, it works. Yeah. Uh, April is contacted by a friend who is uh, an archaeologist, and she's like, hey, do you want a scoop on a story? I'm doing an archaeologist dig, and it calls April over to Egypt. Now, we'll talk about that in a minute. April gets over there, and they end up both being enslaved by a newly unearthed, what is it, like mystical being that looks like a dog? Yeah. Or the jackal. Is it a it's a jackal, right? Yeah. 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 Uh that mystical being needs needs the two girl two two girls as his his wife. Uh and like he's able to bring uh, other ancient beings to life. Uh it, it it's all like under a a pyramid like it, it does a really good job of 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 establishing, you know, what's going on. So, let me ask you this, would you say it's a pyramid scheme? Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. 
<laughs> the uh, it is <laughs> the turtles overnight express themselves across the world, which is freaking great. Yeah, in in, in like some crates. And then they, they dress up like like Egyptians and ride camels to get to where April and her friend are to save them. Uh, they get into the, the caves. They, they come across these these mummies that they have to fight. There's an action sequence that ensues. Uh, the the jackal guy keeps just bringing more and more things to life in this in this pyramid temple thing. And the turtles just keep laying waste to, to all of them. Um this story has a really good three-act structure, by the way. Mm-hmm. I noticed that while reading it. Uh, they end up defeating him by causing... Or in, end up defeating the final boss, which ends up being uh, a pharaoh. Was it a pharaoh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the final boss of the book, uh, yeah, was 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 the pharaoh, and they, they basically collapse the entire tomb on top of him and they escape and they, they they get back to the united states and april is reporting with her with her friend on television and they're thanking the turtles like it's a it's 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 got a, a good start middle and finish and i i don't hate this one at all yeah uh it's fun uh it's got some funny parts to it uh it's it's a mark bode book uh he did the writing he did the ink or no, he didn't do the inks. He did the writing and the pencils. Uh, the inks were Kevin Eastman and Eric Talbot. Uh, but it's it's a solid tale, at least in in, in my in my mind. Uh, what are your thoughts? I agree. I actually rather enjoyed this one. Yeah. Uh, I I have I, I take quite an issue with April being a, a reporter. Yeah. Because. If this is supposed to be like a faux mirage continuity, that's a big no-no. But right. since these are guest writers, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. Mark, is it is it Bode or is it Bodet? B-O-D-E with an apostrophe above it. So I guess it's Bodet. I mean, tomato, tomato. <laughs> tomato. Tomato. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he... Really likes to draw ladies very busty. Uh, yeah. And, like, you know, to each his own. It's just, I don't know if their outfits match the job that they're hired to do. Until later. And until their their job is to be the, the wife of the... <laughs> of the jackal, or whatever it is, the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because... It it just it just seems real weird. It seems weird to me. It was, uh, it, was it was the eighties. It was the eighties. It was the eighties. <laughs> uh, no, it's this is a, this is a really good book. Yeah. And I think there's a color version out there somewhere. I think. Um. Yes, the second printing of this book was in color. I believe. Yeah, I have both of them. Okay. Uh, and it, it was one of the only ones that was actually colored by Mirage. Um, but yet again, a, a, another book that's barely about the Ninja Turtles. All of these 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 side books are barely about the Turtles. Yeah. Would you so? 
What do you think of the turtles shipping themselves across the world? That was fantastic. Like, <laughs> that's probably one of my most favorite parts of this because it, it it very much lines up with like this is you know some of them comedy beats from the cartoon. Uh huh. You know, that's where that it feels like that was splashed in. And um, let's see where is it. Um, I mean there. Let's wait. Wait. Let me get to the page. Um. You know, and they're 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 just they're they're talking to the overnight express guy, and it's like, yeah, we got a you know some valuable valuable sculptures need to be shipped to Egypt, and it's like, what kind? Uh, well, there's sculptures by Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo, and Raphael, and I was like, that was great. Oh yeah, yeah. You better insure them babies for twenty eight million. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a it's a fun read. It's a fun read. Uh. It's a great I nod. I like yeah. that. I don't. Th- I don't think I have anything else though. Like, it would have. It would have made more sense and would have been easier to tell the story if they just went with April to start yeah. with. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was worth it to get the gag of them shipping themselves. Oh, totally worth it. Yeah. And seeing them fight all those weird undead mummy zombie dudes. Yeah. That was really cool. The artwork's really nice in this too. Some of it, some of it's very cramped. Yeah, there's a lot of panels, not very many splash pages. It's a huge splash page on what uh, forty, forty one. Yeah, forty, forty one. But yeah. the pages leading up to that, you have a lot of panels. Yeah, I love the cover. Yeah, the cover's good too. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be uh, great. Yeah, that's actually a wraparound cover. Uh, but that was 32. That was a banger. Uh, let's jump to 33. You ready for 33? 33. OK, I'm going to start 33 by just saying, hey, Jeff, remember this. Sergio hates pirates. <laughs> with that said, <laughs> with that on the table, uh, this actually was really cool. This is a really, really cool book. Uh, it is Turtles Take Time. Not Turtles in Time. Turtles take time. Uh, this one, the story is by Jan or Jan Strand. Strand. Uh, I don't know if that's spelled right. Um, the art is by Richard Corbin, and it's. I don't know if I don't think this is the origin of Turtles in Time. No, because we had already we already have the the Renette, Renette adventure. Yeah. Uh, this is this is kind of a, another another Renette adventure. Uh, it starts with them as pirates. Like full on, which one has one of them has a peg leg, one of them is missing an eye, one of them has a mustache. That would be Michelangelo. Michelangelo has the mustache. That's right. Um, and Raphael's teeth are falling out. They have clearly in, inhabited the bodies of existing pirates. Yeah, via and, like quantum leap style. Quantum leaps. Good call. Thank you. Good, good pull. Good pull. Um, yeah. None of nothing is really explained for several pages. Uh, they they defeat the pirates. They end up the the they, basically the captain of the ship offers to hire them because they found all the the, the like these these gold doubloons and whatnot. And then they pull out this time cube and they're like, let's see what's going on. And then we get a flashback to how they got into that uh, scenario. Apparently, mm-hmm. Renette dropped a 
time cube? Is that how they reference it? I think so. Yeah, time cube. That she had yeah. borrowed from Lord Simultaneous. Uh, the time cube has no directions, just a warning. And she says that it works anamorphically. Which would explain them basically leaping into the bodies of the pirates. Well, when they were done with their pirate adventure, they messed with the cube and boom, they jumped to another time, which was a few minutes before they got the time cube in present day. So they met themselves and due to the law of the conservation of energy, they created a time quake and were thrown backwards in time to an unknown location and they're now turtles inside of eggshells. Wait, did you say cons? Wait, what? The law of conservation of energy, right? No. What did I say? No. What's due to the? I would say due to the laws of time travel. It says it right here. It it isn't that easy, Mike. We can't all exist at the same time because of the law of conservation of energy. Huh? That's canon, Jeff. It's in the book. That's nuts. <laughs> no, that's the law of conservation of energy. That oh, okay, sure, why not? You realize the laws of time travel are fictitious. Yes, yes. <laughs> are they? Until we invent time travel, yes. So the turtles are now inside turtle shells or in eggshells because they're now baby turtles being chased by a crocodile. They run from the crocodile and they experience another time quake and boom, they're now in medieval times wearing cool armor and fighting the Knights of the Round Table. They end up killing them all (laughs) and uh, holding on to the and and like retrieving the Holy Grail. The time quake then catches up to them. They go farther back in time and end up in prehistoric time where they're fighting primordial primordial no uh, early humanoid monkeys the monkeys attacked them with rocks so they have to fight them and they beat the absolute crap out of these monkeys killing all of them to just 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 wreck and shop throughout time it's i love it i love it so much yeah the time quake then catches up to them they uh, turn into this weird green goo fly through space it looks like they're being swallowed up by the star, like a, the star's energy or whatever, the sun's energy, and then boom, they're back in their home, uh, presumably April's apartment. Surprised that they survived, only to see that is that Donatello who's like, we should we should jump back in, see what that's about. Yeah, no, get him. <laughs> and it ends with, with a little humorous final panel. I really like that final panel, and I really like this book a lot. I I enjoy a good time travel adventure, um, especially when the turtles are involved. Yeah, yeah. This one is, in my opinion, way better than the first turtle. Like like as much as I love Renette, this one is fun because it's there's more chaos. Yes, I I do enjoy the chaos. Yeah. What do you think of the art? It's very interesting. It's almost like it feels like computer graphic esque. It's it does have some really good shading. I guess yeah would be a good way to put it. 
Oh, the shading is fantastic. Yeah. Um, it really, really pops. Like, I'm kind of surprised this wasn't like a 3D book. Um, you know, back then, because it's, it's kind of now that the more that I look at these pages, it kind of gives off that vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> the fact that Michelangelo has like a traditional swash, swashbuckler's mustache. Uh, very much reminiscent of like you know something out of the 40s uh, you know swashbuckler films uh, 40s or 50s I I haven't seen many of those films but you get the idea Um, is absolutely charming like he could be like a a swarthy you know French gentleman on the high seas yeah yeah like I could be wrong. I'm I'm probably wrong, but I think I think this is the first Mirage Turtles comic to be printed in color. Maybe. I think it is. It really depends on when like those color reprints were done by first comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're talking just mainline regular book, this is yeah, this is the first one. Yeah. And it's done really well. It really is. I really enjoyed the adventure. Yeah, and and whoever the artist is on this, uh, it was yeah Richard Corbin. He did a really good job of drawing teenagers, and uh, yeah. that I, I you know that's that's one of my sticking points is uh, the Ninja Turtles need to look like teenagers. That's what they are, and yeah. and in this one there's just a, there's a liveliness to the art and to the portrayal of the turtles that we don't see a lot. And mm-hmm. them just recklessly killing people is really funny to me. Yeah. Yeah, especially even, when you go back to, the, you know, the, the medieval times. Yeah, yeah. Like, even after <laughs> mentioning out loud, hey, we probably shouldn't hurt these people because we could do irrevocable damage to the timeline. Nah, it's, it'll be fine. It'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. No big it's like that, that. It's like that, that image of uh, the dog with a hat and he's at the table and, like, everything's on fire. It's fine. Yeah, this this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. I dig it so much. Anything else before we move on? Um let me see if I've got anything here. Uh no. No, that's that about does it. Let's see. Uh so apparently the Turtles in Time episode for the, the Nickelodeon series. Mm-hmm. Uh, pulls from the Middle Ages aspect of this book. Nice. Yeah, I, I don't remember that specifically, but it looks like that's that's the case. Mm-hmm. What is next? Number 34, Toidal Anxiety. Oh, man. By Rick Heaton and Tom McQueenie. Rich Heaton? I can, I, I, I'm so bad with names. Yeah. Don't well don't agree. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're putting it out there. That's true. But I am. I'm I'm very bad with names. Uh but Toidal Anxiety is another one of my favorite of this run. This 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 book is so much fun to read. Uh okay, so the issue opens up with a guy getting beaten by a baseball bat by the mob. Uh, the reason he's getting beaten is because 
he did not deliver a shipment to the mob boss. Uh, when uh, when asked, hey, where's my shipment? He said it's because of the toitles. And and that's how he pronounces it. It's, it's written like that the entire book. T-O-I-T-L-E. Toitle. Yep. Uh, he describes the the incident where he was trying to steal this stuff for the mob and it was oh, he was overtaken by the turtles and the tur- and like a couple of pages later you see the turtles driving the van that he stole into the mob boss lair and just they jump out to fight him which doesn't make sense yeah i'm kind of confused on that yeah but i think that's the joke yeah uh, they they beat all the mobsters and blow up the entire like building that they're in. The an initial guy uh, who was being beaten by the mob uh, gets gets uh, he survives and he ends up getting put in an asylum because he has gone crazy. Um, he is yeah. scared of the turtles. He is obsessed with the turtles. Whenever he looks at a person, instead of seeing a person, he sees a turtle. So obviously the turtles did a number on him just by, you know, defeating him twice in one day. He escapes the asylum and ends up walking the street in a trench coat where all he sees are turtles in, in every single Every single person is a turtle, whether they're Jewish, like Hasidic Jews, whether they're uh, in-store mannequins. Uh, We get to see a a nice splash page of turtles wearing all kinds of interesting costumes. Mm -hmm. He freaks out because, of course, he is scared of these turtles that he sees, uh, which he's hallucinating, if I didn't say that before. He runs and he runs and he runs. Uh, the cops are chasing him, but he thinks he's being chased by turtles. He ends up acquiring uh, a weaponry. Uh, now, since he is wanted and he's supposed to be returned to the asylum, he decides he's going to make his way through town by using the sewers, much like the turtles. And he ends up stumbling upon the turtles lair and blowing a giant hole in the wall. Uh, and not killing the turtles, but... Mm, they're 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 in pretty bad shape so they end up having to get up and fight him and and they end up uh beating him up some more he's still scared of him and angry at him and he 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 wants to 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 kill all the turtles and in the end the only thing that can defeat defeat him is his own fear of quote-unquote toitles uh he captures splinter splinter suggests that he is one of the turtle's brothers, uh, suggesting that he too is a turtle. He looks in a mirror and he sees himself as a turtle, freaks out, puts a pistol in his mouth and kills himself. Pretty dark turn. <laughs> and that's how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. The, the darkest of dark. Like I did not know what I, I had completely forgotten this story and how much I liked it. But as I was reading it, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is weird. This is really cool. This is really weird. Uh, and I really like uh, McQueenie, Heaton and McQueenie. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they have an interesting style to their writing and to their, their art. And I don't know. I don't know. Again, a story that's not about Ninja Turtles. This is about this one uh, Sylvester Stallone-looking dude. 
but ultimately it fits into you know the 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 turtles world because part of the turtles world is just being a weird what did you think so before i get to my thoughts i will say that this is one issue that i had seen at like at a comic shop and i think that i just randomly bought it like yeah. when it maybe had come out or no, no, not when it came out. I want to say this was maybe in late nineties, mid, maybe mid, mid, yeah, mid to late nineties. Okay. When I when I was kind of discovering turtles, like actually had comics, you know, because at that time, when when they aired, of course, I only knew of you know the cartoon and the video games, and you know I didn't see a lot of turtles comics at you know. And I didn't really frequent a lot of comic shops. So, you know, my introduction, as most of you know, um, and as you know, was like Archie and stuff like that. Um, so I'm pretty sure I have this book somewhere. <laughs> but, but you I don't, don't you, did you remember it when you uh, read this or? Yeah, vaguely. Um, the art is is fantastic in this, um, and there, it's it's a very comical issue. Like there's some great comedy beats. Yep. You know, all throughout. Who who did the art on this one? Um, it's that it's those two dudes, um, Heaton and McQueenie. Like that's the, I, they, they okay. work as a team. Yeah. Um, I remember right. being as confused at the time after I picked this up. As I am now, <laughs> it's like, what's <laughs> what's happening? You know, because like I didn't have any frame of reference. I didn't know if it was like, you know, part of an ongoing story. Of course, now I know it's not. Um, you know, um, but there's there's a lot hidden throughout and going on in, in this issue. Yeah. Yeah. This this issue has a lot of character to it. It does. It does. And. It, it 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 feels it feels like something from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is going to sound real weird, but I've never read a Dick Tracy like cartoon or comic or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, this is what it looks like. No, that's not that's not weird. I mean, I get it. I mean, you can't know about everything. Yeah, but but, but like just just yeah. just the. The version of Dick Tracy that is in my brain is basically this issue, at least art style wise. Mm-hmm. I'm probably way off, but whatever. I mean, I uh, get it. It's kind of, you know, exaggerated characters. And there were, you know, uh, of course, my knowledge on that is just, you know, of the original movie with Warren Beatty, um, where all the characters <laughs> look weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I get no, I get that. Um it's very much like, what if, you know, Rambo was just a regular guy and, you know, he went insane and thought he saw turtles everywhere. Yeah. Um, if you notice, like, the rat that's in, like, just about every frame, there's one on page 12 where mm-hmm. he, the the guy is being arrested and you see the rat on top of a box just laughing like he's almost like 
sentient, like he, like he's knowing he's knowing what's going on. <laughs> and then in that above panel, he's like whisp looks like he's whispering to, you know, the guy titles. <laughs> he's not whispering. He's thinking titles. Well, you know, whispering thing, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there there are rats everywhere in this book. Yeah, I think it's the same rat in every frame. You might be right. So, so uh, th- I did a little bit of a little bit of reading, and uh, Rich uh, Rich Heaton, mm-hmm. he he worked for he did some work with Cracked Magazine. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like that that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I. This this book may not be for everyone because it because it is so silly and it ends up being really really dark at the end, but mm-hmm. I really like it and I would recommend it if 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 you and this is one of those that since it's not in continuity you could probably find it for a decent price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did forget to mention uh there's the panel where uh, he's picking up the weapons. There is a portrait of Rambo on the wall of course there is of course of course yeah this this shading and the, just the drawing on this uh the art in this is just fantastic i i do re- really enjoy it and you can see everything there's no like as we'll get into other other you know issues like you can make out what's going on yeah yeah which is kind of difficult in black and white books at times yeah, and 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 we're gonna we're about to hit that head on with this next book. So let's yeah, let's go ahead and move on and talk about Souls Winter. Souls Winter. Before we uh actually talk about the details of Souls Winter, I just want to talk about it thematically and like from a real like a high level ana- analysis. When when people say like mention the guest era of Ninja Turtles. And they talk about how different the stories are and how odd and how uh, unique. And, uh, you know, some of them are talking about some of the other books, but most of the time what is referenced is Soul's Winter. Yeah. Because Soul's Winter is without a doubt the biggest departure that any of the uh, guest era books did. Mm -hmm. And, had you read Soul's Winter prior to this? No. It's a It is not a Ninja Turtle story. I'm just going to say that outright. It's a story with turtles, but it is not a Ninja Turtle story. Mm. All right, I'm going to tackle all three of the Soul's Winter books together. Okay. Um and I'm not going to go over the individual story beats because it it's hard to follow mostly because of the art and the black and white adaptation of the art, you know, and the, the books are souls, winter souls, withering and souls end. Uh, they are books number 31, 35 and 36. They, the shredder is human as you like usual. And the, the turtles are, Turtles, of course, and Splinter is a rat, of course. He's a humanoid rat, and he actually – does he bring the turtles to life? 
He does he summon the turtles when he needs to fight the shredder? It's 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 a it's a bit hard to follow, but he does refer to the turtles as his sons when he brings them to life, or wakes them up, or 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 whatever he does uh, to awaken them, right? Mm-hmm. To fight the Foot Clan because the the shredder is 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 coming to 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 kill Splinter. The story seems rather straightforward up front like it seems like oh the bad guys need to fight the good guys and during during the story is it michelangelo do they ever actually name these turtles here no i don't think so because they all have swords like they all have katanas there's really no discernible difference between the four turtles at least not in this art they're not named one of them has their hand cut off and they have to flee a battle to uh, help help their their brother heal, and then they're being pursued by the bad guy. Like again, it starts off as just this straightforward bad guys versus good guys. But by the end of the third book, it's not about that at all. So so it so it turns into this this story where the the turtle, or at least one of the turtles, has to acknowledge his existence as like this this entity that is in between a human and a beast you know it's like you're not a you're not really a uh what's the wording he uses um you're not a man you're not an animal you're something uh new and it's this this weird bone crow thing that is talking to this, this Ninja turtle or to this turtle. And he gives him the choice of life or death. And when the turtle chooses life, the turtle is then he exclaims that he's free. So, so like this, the story is working with all these weird mixed metaphors and unclear story point, like beats. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to discern exactly what is going on and what all the things mean and what these characters, you know, actually are doing. It's it's very high concept and if I'm being honest, quite off-putting. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Uh, let's just tackle all three of them at once. What 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 is what are your thoughts on these three books? They exist. <laughs> They do. I'm not, I'm not hating, but again, it's a very these the the books that we've tackled are very much the 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 exploration, you know, of the artist. Mm-hmm. In the sense of, you know, I'm just gonna. Ha- I got an idea. I've probably done half of the drugs, and I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> Because some of these books feel like, you know, that especially that first that first batch we did, uh, yeah, prior to this, um, this like, you know, just the just the whole you know artistic expression, um, it for me the hardest thing to digest was the art because it's really hard to tell in a lot of these panels 
exactly what's going on because the, the, the shading and the definition is just not it's just not easy to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's like we have, we have we have all the way black and then we got white and there's no not really any varying uh, differences between the two. Yeah, at all. There's some gray, but overall, it all just kind of like it's not evenly balanced, like it was in the in in the previous issue that we read. Yeah, and it, the IDW reprint in color uh, does it. It does do some uh, updates to that, and it is it is much more readable. Well, that is good, but that doesn't mean it's much more com- comprehensible. Yeah. Uh, because it's still like it's it's it turns into this grand existential story about these characters that you you don't know anything about. Yeah. And and they're just coming to terms with being a like a unique entity that really doesn't exist anywhere and has no place in this world. Yeah. And it's so it's so it's I just feel like two of the issues are wasted because they buried the lead. It's like we don't ultimately shredder is not even a factor in this story. Yeah. At the end, he comes in and actually helps them, which is weird. Yeah. Unexplained. It's, I don't, I don't, maybe I'm just not smart enough. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but this thing does, it kind of reeks of wanting to tell a story so unique that it gets attention without mm-hmm. actually vetting the story for quality. Yeah. And those, those are very harsh words. And I, I, I apologize if someone is really into the Michael Zooli book uh, books, but I, I'm not. Uh, some of the art is cool. Uh, when you actually, you know, get a, a good, <laughs> when you get a good printing of it. Um, yeah. Like my biggest question is I, I didn't, I had no idea that the shredder was Sean Connery. <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> you tell me, you look at issue, the second issue and tell me that's not freaking Sean Connery. That's not Sean Connery. That is Sean Connery. Got to kill those nasty chattels. I mean, it's just that's it right there. Like there, there are scenes where it, there's there's shots where he looks like Doctor Strange. Uh, mm, maybe. Like Sean Connery yeah. playing Doctor Strange, sure. Oh man, I'd watch that. But yeah, like in in the second book, um, that second page, right there in the middle panel, mm-hmm. that's Connery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I I I hate that they're as bad as they are. Cuz I want them to be super cool. I want them to be something that I can show off and say, "Look at how awesome this Turtles book is. It's so weird and awesome." But no, it's just look at how weird it is. You don't want to read this. Like if there was a coherent story, then then yeah, like if it was going somewhere I get it. Like visually, it looks good. It's interesting. It's like if this was a real 
you know, type. It very much feels like if it's a real world type scenario without all, you know, the bells and whistles of, you know, the fantasy of, oh, giant mutant turtles. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Zuli ended up doing three other short stories in like Turtle Soup and Shell Shock, which I'm sure we'll get to those eventually. Mm -hmm. Uh, But not anytime soon. Let's let's move on because the last issue I really enjoyed. So let's 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 shut it down on a on a uh, a positive note. Okay. Let me pull it up. I close the folder. Uh, the last one here is issue thirty-seven, uh, Twilight of the Ring, by Rich McCullum and or Rick McCullum and Bill Anderson. Twilight of the Ring. Uh, it is kind of similar to. Uh, the like the the overarching themes that we see we saw in Soul's Winter, I think it's told in a more concise way, and I feel like like connecting it to the turtles that we know and love helps it, it helps it exist in a in a more digestible manner. Um, mm-hmm. Turtles are walking through a, through the woods. Uh, they're being led by Donatello, who is kind of on a spiritual quest. Uh, he is sent on that quest by Splinter, and Donatello swears that he saw a turtle, like a big giant turtle, like a you know like a sea turtle or like an ancient turtle, uh, and they're and they're trying to find that. Uh, the discussion that he has with April and, uh, and and Splinter is like very high concept, and and it talks about evolution and where turtles came from and their ancestors being uh, dinosaurs and the dinosaurs being wiped, wiped out by mammals and mammals taking over the planet uh, in, instead of reptiles d- doing so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and almost as almost framing the mammals as if they are the villains of the story. When the turtles really had nothing to do with that, you know, that's, this is, you know, century or millennia later and now we have these mutant turtles who almost feel bad for their ancestors because they were defeated by lesser beings or smaller beings. Uh, this creates a, a weird rift between the turtles and the mammals of their squad because they're like, are, are we supposed to be mad at the mammals for, for causing this extinction event or are they responsible? What's what's going on? And and, and the rest of the book is is Donatello and by proxy, the other three turtles coming to terms with the extinction of their ancestors uh through the events of the story they're 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 back on their quest in 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 the woods and slowly they lose michelangelo and then they lose raphael both still alive but they get separated and injured uh and are pretty much incapacitated to the point where they can't help with the quest Donatello and Leonardo continue on uh, Donatello getting more and more uh, self-righteous and, and, and more and more almost delusional about what their quest is about. Uh, he, he turns into a full on shaman and, and paints himself uh, with mud uh, that he gets from the ground. And he, he's he's referring to the thing that they're searching for as the adversary, the adversary and and. Leonardo was like Donatello's nuts. What is going on? I don't get this, but 
Like, I, I committed to doing this. Let's do it. They get farther into the woods. Uh, the adversary actually shows up, and they cut his arm off, uh, which th- that in and of itself proves to Leonardo this is a thing. Like, this is a, this is, this is a threat w- w- that we need to take care of, uh, whether it's some sort of spiritual journey or not. Uh, the adversary is real. Donatello is injured, and Leonardo has to go go it alone from there, which includes like climbing up trees and cl- basically climbing up this weird cliff thing that is not really defined as whether it's a cliff or if it's a tree or if it's like a like a like a, a trail up the side of a mountain. It's 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 almost like the story is being told deliberately vague uh, and almost supernatural. Because a lot of the plants are no longer trees. They, they're now these wicked-looking forest trees with mouths and eyes and crap. Uh, it, it gets really trippy towards the end of the book. And finally, Leonardo makes it to the top, and he uh, faces the adversary, kills him, uh, and in doing so, channels the uh, channels the, 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 the energy and life force of the ancient turtle that sent them on the the, the vision quest uh once the story ends uh donatello reveals he's like uh, i thought i was the you know the the shaman or i thought i was the person who was supposed to lead us there but i wasn't it was you all along leo and it, you know if, if, I, if i look at this at like some sort of you know grand like experiment or or, a grand metaphor that they're trying to tell like this is the turtles coming to terms with being considered a lower life form than mammals Mm -hmm. like defeating that narrative in their head uh i i don't know if that's it's it's one of those stories that is very much open to interpretation Mm -hmm. you know what does the 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 defeating of the adversary mean like is it just revenge let me kill this giant rodent because my ancestors were were defeated or or is this uh the turtles having a more personal journey i i don't know and i don't think we're supposed to know uh what what did you take from this one like definitely feels like it could be left uh to interpretation um actually this is another book uh, that I happened upon in a comic shop. Pretty sure I bought it. I'll have to go through my back issues and see if I can find um, both of these. But um, I I do remember I remembered all of this because um, I I read and like reread this one like multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, it has. There is there is cohesion and structure to the story. It feels like it could have been part of, you know, uh, the mainline issues. Um, That's true. That's true. And like another like, hey, we're we're back in Northampton, uh, just kind of wandering around. I was like, how vast is that wilderness? <laughs> Very vast. <laughs> Vast and mystical. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I, we'll have to eventually take a, a trip up to Northampton and see if it is that mystical. Yeah, yeah. I, I Hopefully we'll, we won't run into any giant rats. Uh, yeah, I hope not. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's – this one, especially 
after reading Soul's Winter, this one almost felt like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Because it was so coherent and the, the, like it was obvious that they were getting to a much like to a grand point and mm-hmm. they wanted to wrap it back around to the, the, the evolution of, uh, of reptiles. Yeah. So I'm not going to put it on the top of my list of though these, this issue is amazing, but mm-hmm. this one is one that is worth reading because everyone is going to get something different out of it. I can't say that about soul's winter. I guess I can, because I guess anyone can interpret stuff any way they want, but this one is it, it's it's an easier read without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else? I mean, I I uh, I actually really dug the art in mm-hmm. this one. Um, you can clearly you know the the shading and everything that's it's the the levels are exactly what it needs to be. Um, where you can make everything out. But uh, yeah, this one really just stuck out in my mind because I, I'm i pretty sure I picked up this issue at some point. Yeah. Just out of morbid curiosity. All right. Well, well Jeff, unless you have anything else to say about issue 37, I think I think we can wrap this one up. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's about it. Cause I, you know, I, I, there were two of these issues I at least, you know, happened upon uh originally and i'm pretty sure i have them in my collection somewhere well good good it's a weird trippy time for turtles <laughs> books <laughs> it really is and we have one more episode as episodes worth of guest era books uh and i want to say that they're you know they're a bit more coherent looking at the looking at the books that we have to cover I'm going to say, nah, there's there's some in there that are wild, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so hang on, folks. You ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Or it's... you ain't heard nothing yet. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can't wait. Um, do you know what we're talking about next? You I already told, know the answer. I told you last episode what we were talking about next. I don't remember. Ah. Uh, it's going to be the end of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's right. I am so sad, but excited. Yeah, we're going to be uh, watching uh, episodes 8 through 13 of season 2. And that will cap off uh, that series' run. And it'll just stay there dangling until the movie comes out. Yeah. Uh, remember last year when we were cramming all those episodes in, thinking the movie would be out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't we jokes on us oh man yeah so if you if you want to watch along with us uh, it's going to be at 208 through 2013 yeah 213 uh and it's going to be all of the because you know all of those are like two-parters or at least most of them are two-parters it's going to be all the little bitty individual ones in on in those episodes yeah jeff until next time what where can you be found as always, Sergio, uh, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Burnham, Mississippi's premier arcade. Uh, we have a ton of fantastic uh, games to enjoy from modern and classic eras uh, of gaming. Uh, we also do uh, retro game restoration. Uh, we clean cartridge games, make them work like new. We've been doing that for like, I guess what, gosh, like 11 plus years now? No, 11 years. Yeah. 
Um, and, uh, you know, we do tournaments and eventually we'll get back to, you know, doing those and birthday parties once things kind of calm down a bit uh, with all this uh, crazy virus mess. Um, so, uh, you know, please come out and game with us. Uh, and where can we find you, Sergio? Uh, right now, um, here on the Shellheads podcast. That's it. Good night, everybody. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Reality Breach is on hiatus, uh, but I did uh, write an article the other day that uh, outlines the 2022 movies that we are most looking forward to. Mm, very nice. Uh, it's kind of an outline that uh, we're going to follow when we cover movies once the reboot uh, hits. Uh, that's on the website right now, and I believe me and the Discussing Comics team are going to do a podcast about that list. So I guess follow discussion, uh, uh, Discussing Comics. That will be coming soon. Nice. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can find me on my personal social media accounts. Uh, my ats are uh, all at L-I-U-G-E-A-U-X, and that's on pretty much every platform. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, YouTube. It's, it's all the same username. L-I-U-G-E-A-U-X. Uh, and with that said, we will see everyone next time. Uh, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.